one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. Yeah, they did the mash. They did the monster mash. It was a monster mash. It was a a graveyard smash. Thank you very much. This is Kinkcast. We are a sexual. Have you heard pod- the song Monster Fuck? No. Is it that song, but just <laughs> yes. with the intensity turned up? <laughs> it's that song. Uh, it's it's a comedy bit from uh, uh, from uh, Nick Weiger, comedian, where he goes on to a uh, comedy bang bang, pretending to be the original writer of Monster Mash, and they made him originally rewrite the song because it was too explicit. And so they're like, oh, so you're going to sing the original? He's like, yeah, and does the original, except it's all about... Uh, fr- fucking Frankenstein's bride, and uh, it's not clever at all, which is the whole point of the joke. Monster Monster Mash is a classic piece of Americana that I love with all my heart, as they do all horror movie shit. Because our, our goth boys and goth girls and our horror movie lovers, as I've said previously on this show, they are their own group of people. If you go into like the horror section of Twitter, it has its own pretty boys and pretty girls who model horror shit. They're all posing with their own Chucky dolls and dressing up like Michael Myers. Anyways, first things first, this is KinkCast. It's a podcast about sexual kinks and alternative sexual lifestyles and fetishes. Not about monsters. And not about monsters, but we are sex positive. And so this is going to be a sex positive discussion that's going to fit into the discussion of horror movie shit. And if you want to fuck a monster, we won't judge you. Now, the topic of today's episode is also probably written... It's with you. <laughs> what? You're, like, acting so professional today. I've been watching this dude on YouTube who I really like, and I'm emulating him. Okay. What? Am I being good? Am I being a good boy? <laughs> it's, it's not the character in quotes that you normally play. He's just him. He's just himself. This is part of his character. I actually play two characters. I play reserve scientist, or I play... Uh, John, uh, Tom Tron. No, no, I would say more. Don't bring Tom. I'm going to delete that part. Uh, or it's more like, a, you know, I like to imagine a Jake the dog type. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But he's just silly. Before we get to today's topic, I thought we'd play. Like deadbeat dad. I thought we'd play a game. He's not a deadbeat dad. He is a deadbeat dad. All right, we're not getting into Adventure Time lore. That's worse than Star Wars fights. Dana does not want to be here already, and we're 30 <laughs> seconds in. Because it's getting hot real quick. Hot takes. Hot takes. Because we're in a very hot room. Okay. Just did some hot yoga. If babysitting is what you mean yoga. Do you actually do yoga? Uh, I, I do yoga. Oh, I don't cool. ever do hot yoga because I sweat enough just doing Isn't the regular cold? kind. Like Bikram? But you know what would feel... Yeah. Yes. But you know what would feel really, really nice whenever you finish with some hot yoga? Laying on a nice cold stone floor. Like, uh, or just drinking some hot chocolate and getting a nice dairy stomach ache. That hot works. chocolate specifically. Hot chocolate after Bikram yoga, man. And like, and then watching Ooh, some, some Yuhu and watching some TV at too high of a volume. Microwave some Yuhu. So I, I think, we, I think Dana's talking disgusting. about a, uh, like a marble slab that you would find within a tomb it would be a good thing to lay down on. I think that was what Dana was going for. That's what I was going for. My dog's approach to cooling off is just laying down on the cold tile floor. Oh man, if, if like And you, I tried that out the other day and it was pretty nice. When you take like a too hot of a bath and you get mm. out of the bathtub and you just lie on the tile, that is the best feeling That's, on the planet. Mm-hmm. That's how I used to have to cool off uh, when 
I was studying abroad in Italy, Tommy. Uh, Chris <laughs> has been to Italy. Because, Attention, uh, all listeners. Chris has been to Italy. It was in Sicily, and the uh, uh, the apartments didn't have air conditioning during the summer. And so it would be like, you know, 105 degrees outside, and you would just come in, and it would just be sweltering hot inside. So you just take off all your clothes and just lay on the stone floor and be like, oh, that's nice. You know what's a great movie that takes place in Italy? Uh, Eat, play, rub. Was that a was that no, a racist that joke was that not I didn't a racist catch? Joke. Okay, uh, I was going to say Castle Freak because that gets us to my opening game for today's episode. Under the Tuscan Sun for my goth boys and goth girls, my horror movie babes, my horror movie bows. Midnight in Rome. Who is your horror movie crush and who you would like to hook up with in a graveyard? Preferably a fictional character from the horror movie verse. I got it. It cannot be like a victim. Like, you can't say a cute counselor from Friday the 13th. You gotta do one of the monsters. I still got it. Okay, he still got it. And who are you? I am Chris Morgan. Hi. My monster would be Ellen Ripley from the fourth alien movie. Why the fourth? Because that's when they resurrect her as like a half alien. Yeah, she's got acid blood and plays basketball. She plays mean b-ball. Basically Sigourney Weaver in that or in Ghostbusters, which would also work too. So Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters before she turns into a dog. Whoa, 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 whoa. Does it have to be a villain or can it be... That's what you just said. Anybody. She's the villain? She is in Ghostbusters. Monstrous. I mean, like you could choose E.T. if you wanted, I guess. He's creepy. You could choose Gizmo. I already know who I am. She's Zool, so... Damn straight. She's possessed by Zool, and yeah. she is foing. I oh yeah, I object I that to the word foing. Dana on Dana action. What? She doesn't object. I object to the word foing with an O. No, in it. it's not Dana. It's Zool. Dana, who is your Dana. horror movie crush? <sighs> I might be step on some toes with this one. Okay, give it. But to I gotta me. say, young Hannibal Lecter okay. from like Hannibal Rising. I'll let you have it. It's good. It's all right. You know, Anthony Hopkins right. played Hannibal, right? And he's yes. fine. He is still fine. And I fall more in love with him all the time. He's Did so you know he directed? Yeah, he directed, or not directed, he composed his own, like, waltz. Really? Yeah. And it was performed by some amazing symphony out in Italy at one point, And it was fantastic. And I was like, okay, you're a great actor. You're, like, very literary. And you're, like... 80, but I don't even care. I would still date you. I uh, I would get I in trouble if I ever yeah, met too. Anthony Hopkins. With a nice Chianti. Why? Because to this day, I still confuse him all the time with uh, Alex from Clockwork Orange. What's his name? Oh, um... That actor who's in everything and has the crazy eyes. He's been had a much, much shittier career. And you know, Malcolm, the, right? Malcolm something? Uh, Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm the McDowell. The funny thing is, Malcolm McDowell, to tie these two together... Plays a famous composer in Mozart in the Jungle, in which you know he plays a composer, mm-hmm. as you were saying with Anthony Hopkins, it did compose. Oh, dude, that's like Kismet or something. Yeah. But yeah, uh, to this day, I still don't know which of those two men is in Westworld, and I don't want anyone to tell me because it's going to stay a mystery. Oh, they both are. Really? No. I didn't think so. Uh, one of them killed uh, Captain what? Kirk, and the other one. Uh, uh, moving on. Digressing. My uh, my option is I'm going to go with classic. I'm going to go with Elvira. I'm going to go with oh, classic Elvira, nice. or as she was known in the Simpsons universe by a light parody, Boobarella. She was foing. 
I'm going to keep that decolletage. What? What's decolletage? Le clavage. Oh, clavage. We're on a sex positive show. We can talk about people being attractive. The word foin is the thing I take objection to, and it's because the word sounds... I'm not going to say that chick is fine. That female? Oh my gosh. Oh, that bird? I'm going to start slapping people who refer to women as females. Only if it's in a derogatory sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, if you, went, if you went up to a scientist and said, like, males and females alike could both okay. contract this yeah, disease, okay, you'd yeah. kind of be a bad person for slapping them. Or yeah. her, the scientist could, or right. non-binary. Right. That's just Neil deGrasse Tyson. In which case, you should slap him because he's kind of a know-it-all. He kind of like, creeps me. me out sometimes. But, you know, we're not getting into Neil deGrasse Tyson. Stop. Today's yeah. topic is The Last Jedi. Was it a good <laughs> film? Oh my God. Sorry. Today's topic is, uh, what is this even called? It's cemetery fetish. Cemetery fetishism. Graveyards. Coimetrophilia. Coimetrophilia. From the Greek. Give it to me, note boy. Coimetarion. Which is? Which is the Greek word for a sleeping room, burial place, grave, graveyard, or final resting place. Yep, that sounds like a thesaurus was opened for that. Uh, yeah. Rustling of pages. <laughs> People have for a long time been attracted to cemeteries, not because of the giant ethical implications of it, more so because they're giant abandoned places. And uh, a lot of times you can't fuck at home because you're either too young or you are having an affair. That's one of the theories behind it. But there are people that do seek out the cemetery because it is a place of death and it's kind of like completing a circle of life or it's like an act of disrespect which some people get off from like I hadn't I hadn't considered that I considered the idea of it being abandoned I considered the idea of uh, you know there's there's kind of two relationships with cemeteries there's the creepy cemetery and there's the holy cemetery mm -hmm. and I, I, I think that uh, desecrating the cemetery as a holy place is kind of more of this genuine evil mm -hmm. versus like the aesthetic that's kind of like creepy Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island fun. Well, it's also very much about ritual, I feel. I can like, see that. okay, this is a sacred place for rituals and this is a place of power, of spirituality, um, which I think is actually something that I would kind of see it as myself. So maybe I'm a little bit biased against that kind of understanding. But also, I found an article of a recent case where they caught somebody having sex with someone else in a cemetery. And one of the reasons that they quoted was because it's secluded, quiet, and we do have people come in here and they're disrespecting the family of the people that are buried here. So sometimes it is for those reasons, but I think it's also secluded, it's quiet, it's yeah, nighttime. And I believe I read uh, that same article because mm -hmm. uh, at the end they do mention interviewing other people who have had sex in cemeteries and... I think all but one of them said it was just for convenience. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, or they, they said other reasons too, like, oh, it was super hot because it was in a, a like, holy place or it was, like, in the open environment and there's a chance of getting caught. There was one person in particular that said that they enjoyed it because it was in a cemetery. Well, and, you know, there's an air of manipulation to it, too. And I, I think this is a really important point towards this uh, not quite fetish, but more just a, a tactic, in a sense. 
And that is, if you read into some of that, like, how to manipulate a girl into bed type bullshit, Mm -hmm. or if you're familiar with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the implication. Yes, the implication. The the implication being a joke that's based on the idea of a girl is more likely to fuck you if she feels intimidated or threatened by the area surrounding you. What? That's a thing. I didn't know that. And that's why a lot of, like, uh, those, like, how to get laid manipulation tactics. Like the game? The the game. Okay. They say, take her to a horror movie. If you're taking a girl Mm -hmm. to a movie, take her to a horror movie because a woman's brain releases uh, some kind of fucking thing. Hold me. That's, yeah. Damsel in distress. Well, and also... I've I've read this. There's a scientific reason behind taking someone to a horror movie, and it's because your body elicits the same responses to horror as it does to love. So, fright or flight, like, your heart's beating faster, Mm -hmm. uh, you... instinctively grab the person next to you because you're afraid. Mm -hmm. And so you are having a physiological reaction that is very similar to arousal or love. Bingo. And that's why I don't mean to make this heteronormative. I don't mean to make this specifically men preying on women. It doesn't always have to be harmful. But by taking a person to a cemetery, you are kind of locking them to you there is there's not the implication of they can't escape but there's the implication that they're in an unsafe creepy environment so you're kind of stuck with me you're less likely to resist me and it heightens the senses a little bit yes i don't know i would my alertness would be like at top prowl because i'd be afraid of other spooky things happening. have you ever snuck into a cemetery at night uh, I no. Have. It's a blast. No, I have only the cemetery gone to we used to live beside. Me and Chris used to live by a cemetery, and tell really, you what, we could look out our window. For we we'd go out there with guests and drink forties on tombs. It was good times. That was Tommy. <laughs> Sometimes we play football out there. Yeah, we we passed around a football. It's uh, not as uh, easy as you'd expect. It's a big open field. With a lot of things to trip you up. Yeah. <laughs> so when it was a it was a cemetery from like the eighteen hundreds. So a lot of graves were like unnamed baby boy brown. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> those the little like the little uh miscarriage uh tombs, those will give you a concussion because they're nice and small and hidden away. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You'll just trip over and fall on, you know, the giant angel that's behind you and yeah. snatch your head open. Oh wow. Well, one thing I saw was that um, a particular <laughs> attorney, um, Miles Jackman, confirms that people have been <laughs> having sex. Are you laughing because his last name is Jackman? No, he's okay. referred to in this article as an obscenity lawyer. Oh, okay. I'm like, what does that even mean, obscenity lawyer? But I don't know. Maybe that's something I should research. But um, Miles Jackman confirms that people have been having sex in cemeteries since time immemorial because it's basically a kinky thrill. Um, unfortunately, in most places it is illegal. Yeah, it's a public place. I would assume it's illegal, yeah. So. My, my biggest problem with this fetish is actually just the fact that it goes back to exhibitionism, mm. which, if you recall, exhibitionism was one of the few things that ever uh, got a five in most circumstances. I think what it was is that, like... Uh, consent. It's, it? it's a consent issue. Because, um. well, even if it's consent between the two people, you are taking consent away from others. Yeah. It's kind of it's the it's the yelling fire in a crowded place. Innocent it's, bystander. If you're if you're fucking in public with the idea of being caught, well, if you are caught, you are kind of violating the person that catches you. I think that might be a wrongful. I think you it might have been a four. It was like highly mis uh, misjudged because I remember Cause you can do it not with the intention of getting caught, but like with the thrill of it. Yeah. So like doing it in te- like behind tented windows. So 
or behind a one-way mirror. Or the woods, which yeah. I, I, I actually, I remember Where advocating. Where all the points kept. Is that I, yeah. <laughs> I remember advocating Sex in the Woods, even though I gave it a four, as just saying, like, yeah, but you probably won't get caught. And it, eh, whatever. But a graveyard is a much more public place, especially as, um, as cities continue to creep in. There's middle-of-nowhere graveyards, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming a lot of this is going to be cities. I guess that's right. a wrongful assumption. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's pretty fair, especially if you're trying to meet up somewhere, you know, really particularly like close by. Like Spike's like... house? <laughs> Buffy? Well, yes, which is a tomb. Which I have to say, as I was thinking about this episode and, well, and recording and doing research for this episode, it makes me think a lot about Buffy and like, okay, that kind of started the thrill of hanging out in the cemeteries oh, for me. Oh, it's been around since, oh, oh for you. For me. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, like watching TV shows like that, like, ooh, this is spooky, but also like yeah. sexy people hang out in it's cemeteries. Like in the first three seasons, 40% of all scenes took place in a cemetery. Well, let's take a quick, uh, t- quick detour to talk about like kind of that horror movie sex culture, which is a huge community. I, I think of um, Ed Wood, because Ed Wood had a strange sexual life and he was very impassioned by like the cheap Hollywood set with like the cheap fucking cemetery. Who's to say if he was aroused by it or not? But mm-hmm. as long as there have been storytelling, there's been kind of like the, the vampire idea. And not to spoil anything, but when I looked into to Pornhub for like cemetery and graveyard stuff, there's a lot of vampires. People fucking love the idea of mm-hmm. uh, of uh, the the, lo- the loss of innocence, mm-hmm. which is tied up in the idea that if you're having sex, you're already broken, so you might as well embrace it. Mm-hmm. It goes with a lot of shame spirals, a lot of uh, stereotypes with um, American puritanical pur- puritanism. And uh, as I was, I mentioned to you before we started recording that uh, uh, I've been watching the show Dark Tourist on Netflix, and one of the things he does is he goes and seeks out real life vampires and pretty much it's just like almost everyone I found is like just in it for sex. He finds like one or two people that are like legitimately believe they're in their vampires. Well, even more fitting, you mentioned how there was the bridal shower that was doing the, the Jeffrey Dahmer tour. Yeah. It was a bridal shower. It's a celebration of sex. They're doing a Dahmer tour. Um, and on that same topic more or less i i always think of the the classic uh pinhead thing where uh, oh that's a really good one yeah the, I, I don't remember what documentary it was but it was talking about how thick the letters that get sent to fictional characters which is a hilarious concept all on its own um but people like when the hellraiser movies came out ladies sent letters to pinhead not to the actor who played him they sent it to pinhead and said do whatever the fuck so, you want with me. Not Ooh, to take did any, he do sexy things in the movie? Not to take He's anything just away. in charge. Oh. Well, not to take anything away from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. But that was the first movie, whether good or for bad, mm-hmm. that did portray BDSM. Yeah. Because the whole, the whole thing behind opening the box mm-hmm. was that it gave ultimate pleasure as well as ultimate pain mixed together. And that it was at a point that they were all portrayed as sexual deviants. So not a good portrayal, but that the people who were seeking out the box had gone so far in BDSM that there was nowhere left to go. Mm-hmm. So they would open the box and then the box would like torture them and tear them apart and Penhead would torture them and kill them and everything. And then 
you know, they would be getting off the whole time. Not explicitly, like, jerking off while it's happening, but Mm -hmm. implicitly, it was a sexual release. Mm -hmm. Point is, people have... fuck you, Fifty Shades Grey. People have skull tattoos, people like whips and chains... Cemetery is kind of the very height of that. Mm-hmm. The very, like, fucking arch temple of, like, BDSM and spooky shit and, like, sexy ladies with bones in their noses is, like, a big old fucking gnarly gargoyle on a headstone and taking your, your goth GF, your goth BF on a stroll through the cemetery with your black umbrella and your, uh, what are those dog collars called that ladies chokers. wear? They're wearing fucking chokers. That was another uh, theory I read behind, uh, the cemetery kind of kink is that it is more of like, or there are some people that engage in this fetish because they have an attraction to uh, like stereotypical, like goth people and that's who they're dating. So to make the fantasy go even further, I'm dating the goth girl and we're banging in the goth cemetery. Yeah, I think we talked about something similar. It's a similar. fantasy. Yeah. We talked about something similar in the episode about um, trees, mm-hmm. I think. And it's the idea that uh, the cemetery can be both a place and it can be a setting. Mm-hmm. And while those are more or less synonyms, the idea there is that you're attracted to it being the setting, but you have no sexual attraction to the cemetery itself. It's just... It's like candles. Instead of candles, you have tombstones. You, we want to fuck in a cemetery. Mm-hmm. And then there's the idea of the place where you are being sexually aroused by the location itself without even a partner mm-hmm. or without even stimulation. Right. Right. And I, I did not find any sort of research about uh, someone just going to a cemetery by themselves for sexual pleasure. There are people who fuck cars in the exhaust pipes. I'm sure there are people who want to fuck tombstones. I'm sure yeah. there are, but I did not find any documentation of it. Did you, Dana? Um, I know that the only thing that I really found was um, people being attracted to statues that are in cemeteries. Yeah. Which kind of goes back to our um, uh, ag- agamatophilia. Yeah. I think it's like statues, mannequins, yeah. things like so that. I did find there was a, uh, there's another philia. Uh, placophilia, which is deriving sexual pleasure from tombstones. Oh, so there's a name for it then. Sexual attraction to tombstones. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about sexy statues, those those angels in the cemetery look awful sad. Uh-huh. They just need someone to come up and say, hey, baby, what's wrong? Some are very, just very, barely draped. Their hands are just, like, empty and just asking to... <laughs> they always make me think of the exorcist, because... The fucking statue of Pazuzu at the beginning of that movie. Hey, everyone listening to this podcast. That's not a sexy statue. I know it's not a sexy statue, but it's cool. Everyone turn on this podcast and go watch the first ten minutes of The Exorcist over and over again for two hours. Better than watching the movie straight through. First ten minutes of that movie is fucking creepy as shit. The new Exorcist or the old one? Oh, they they haven't remade it. They remade it as a TV series. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, no, and then the next uh, hour and a half of The Exorcist, you can pretty much skip because it's just a slice of life movie. And yeah. then the it's last. About, it's about Peter Dinklage becoming a pizza man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of pizza. That's an actual movie. Is it called Slice of Life? <laughs> yes, it is. It's about Peter Dinklage. But, uh, yeah, no, they, the, nothing else happens in the movie until the last 30 minutes. Speaking... And it's a three hour long movie almost. Switching gears. Speaking of pizza. And I'll get to it. I'll get to the connection. Okay. I've, Do you I've want some numbers? You. Do we want some numbers? Is, it, is it pie? Gonna... I have all kinds of numbers. Pizza pie? Uh, I, I actually, I have some numbers this week too. So oh, I'll okay. go, you want, you want to go first or am I going first? Uh, you go first. Mine's just a tiny game. 
And that is Pornhub results this week. Okay. So as always, Pornhub has something close to 9.5 trillion videos and another like billion videos are uploaded every day. Not quite those numbers, but you know what I mean. There's a there's a gajillion videos on Pornhub. It's kind of like YouTube where it's like YouTube for every hour that goes by, like uh, a thousand hours of uh, video are uploaded. It's something ludicrous. So you can kind of not... Obviously, uh, uh, Pornhub is very heteronormative, for one. There's not a lot of obscure stuff. As we've said before... There's a gay side of Pornhub. I, I know, but if generally, if something is outside of heteronormativity and outside of the normal, you know, normative sexuality, it's going to have its own unique website. So you can't always gauge things by Pornhub. I still think it's interesting because it gives you reference on how big or small a community is. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when I searched clowns and there was about 123 results mm-hmm. out of however millions of videos there were. How many results do you think Graveyard got on Pornhub? Oh, gosh. How many videos do you think turned up? Okay, the number or the actual kind. Sometimes I like to like actually look at the number, but then when you scroll down, you look at some of that, and you're yeah. like, okay, none of these are taking place in a graveyard. I you looked know? through them. They all took place in a graveyard oh, or okay, had good. vampire details. Um, I want to say 4,000. You say 4,000 graveyard videos, okay? I will say 10,000. 32. Holy smokes. Oh, 32? Oh, 32. 32. 32 oh. videos for Graveyard. I thought you were about to say like 32,000. Then I, I feel up. like I can imagine like a, like then imagine seeing one in my head. I looked up cemetery and there were no results, but that was because I had spelled it wrong. And then I spelled cemetery correctly. Guys, there's no A's in cemeteries. I'm a college grad. I should know this. Uh, You're not a spelling bee champion. How many videos do you think there are for cemetery? 1,225. Did you look it up? Yes. <laughs> I only got 33 when oh, I looked it up. I typed in cemetery sex. You typed in more words and got more results? That's... The only thing is, as uh, they, I... Scro- they as might I sc- have put the keyword as cemetery sex instead of cemetery, comma, sex, comma. Hmm. Here's the difference. As I scrolled down, on the very first page alone, which I don't remember how many results are actually listed per page, but on the very first one, there was only one that appeared to take place in a cemetery. Weird. All right, you got the rest of the numbers. Okay, all right. I am sure if you search for, like, maybe parody, half of them would take place in a graveyard, and that would be a few... Thousand. But it's just kind of like how we talked about in the clown episode, how searching for Harley Quinn gets you more videos than searching for clowns. True. Uh-huh. Or Joker. Some. That's bullshit. a good point. Makers of porn, uh, here's your niche yeah, to fill. Get your search terms done. Yeah, I'm sure if we looked at like Buffy porn. No, I don't know what that pull- would pull up. I bet that has multiple meanings. I don't know. Um, probably really buff ladies. I, yeah, I don't muscles. know. I'm I don't know. sure if you search Buffy the Vampire Slayer... It's going to be her banging Angel, banging Spike, mm-hmm. banging Drusilla, banging Lots Willow. of animated ones, maybe. Lots of those weird Xander's going to be off in the corner watching and jerking mm-hmm. off. Xander has fans. Not I me, like but I'm sure someone. Xander's the audience surrogate. <clears throat> All right. Just like, like you, me. Tommy. <laughs> Why well, I don't do research. Um, well, you did today. So I good. did. The very bare minimum. Um, so I was on FetLife, as I usually like to get on and check out things. And one of the ones that I found is a group that is called Cemeteries, Hearses, and Dark Places. Guess how many members? 12K. That is big for FetLife. Uh, 1,323. 
You are both over. 412. That's yeah. still relatively big. I feel like this would this should be way bigger. Yeah, I would think so too, but my assumption here is that like while like the horror movie and like the horror sexuality people mm-hmm. are a big community, they're not like raving after cemeteries. Because it's kind of impractical. Okay, but I also feel like like the Twilight fans and things like that. They're going to be in a vampire group. Like this. Okay, that makes more sense. So I just sense. I just feel like cemeteries are definitely going to pop up in a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. But the folks who just want cemeteries, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like it's kind of like folks who go to pizza restaurants for root beer. Like mm. it's it's supplementary. Mm-hmm. Wait, you don't go to Chuck E. Cheese for root beer? I go there for the root beer for the rat flavored root beer. <laughs> They put rats um, in everything. <laughs> okay, um, so I found another group that's literally called Cemetery Lunches. Is that where people get lunch at the cemetery? They get lunch and they meet up in the cemetery and have lunch in the cemetery. Why this is on Fet Life, I don't really know. So they but... just get witch witch and sit on like a. <laughs> I got the chicken one. parmesan with red one. onions. So oh, how I many... thought you were making a witch thing. How oh, many... they're okay. witches and they're going to have lunch in a cemetery by eating witch witch. I mean, I can imagine it. Which Guess how many members? Less. I'm going to say 208. 23. Right in the middle. It's 112. And now they're scattered throughout the U.S., so it's hard for them to get lunch together. Yeah, yeah. And this is the one that I think I might have to join, actually, because it sounds really fun, and I want to find out more about the people that are involved in this group. Um, but this one is called Sex in the Cemetery with the Pizza Guy. I'm going to guess 18. I'm going to say a thousand. 37. Wow. 37 people are fucking the pizza guy in the graveyard. Yeah, which I think is Why really... Why would you get... You can't get pizza delivered to a graveyard. You can. I think it's... In, in some s- places. I think that's inspired by a famous scene in the Academy Award nominated film Slice of Life starring Peter <laughs> Dinklage. Also, that was my pizza reference. If you're, work- if you're ordering from a mainstream pizza restaurant, you can't. Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's won't deliver to any place that does not have an address. Uh, but what if you live next to a graveyard like we did? Okay, well, you can get to deliver there. Or like that witchy lady does in the film Slice of Life. <laughs> Co-starring um, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus as Bone Lizard. It's Bone Lizard. Well, and also... To be film. to be a uh, a word nerd, I went ahead and tried searching uh, koi meta- metrophilia in Fat Life, and it turns out there was only three kinksters that were into it. Huh? There wasn't a group, even though. a group. Oh, just no, it's, just, it's just people that are into it. So, and that word that translates to "I like graveyards." That's yeah, yeah. yeah. That's literally what that means. Um, so kind of interesting by the numbers this week. I really expected a lot of those numbers to be higher. And then there was that gem having, you know, sex in the cemetery with the pizza guy. I could is, see that being a hot fantasy. Is that like a series of groups? Is it like having sex in the kitchen with the pizza guy? Mm-hmm. Having sex in the bathroom with the pizza guy? It's a I very specific blend of fantasies. I, he, I will find out. I get it, though, because there's kind of a peanut butter and jelly quality to it. Because, like, mm-hmm. the pizza guy fantasy, that's one. The, gra- the, well, the graveyard the fantasy is another one. Mm-hmm. The pizza man in the cemetery. That's just a really, oh, man, mm-hmm. I can see it happening. I was a pizza guy for years, and no one tried to fuck me. I thought you, someone tried to fuck you once. It was terrifying, wasn't it? Oh my God. Yeah. It's just like the time I was working at a hotel and that old man wanted to fuck yeah, me. Yes. So it was an older lady that started uh, dancing around me asking if I'd ever tried to be a stripper. 
Have at you? 10 30 in the morning have you no okay well well i mean yeah i've gotten naked here and there <laughs> but slowly and while dancing i thought you were a never nude no i'm just i'm kidding I, it was a joke i appreciated it it was a good thank reference you. Thank, thank you thank you, you. thank to you Tommy's Tommy. le- favorite and least favorite tv show uh the x-files is actually well the sit a lot of my favorite shows are also my least favorite shows because they can't leave well enough alone. If I could, uh, if I was president of tomorrow of the United States, I would go straight to Netflix's office and say, "Hey, leave well enough alone." That would be like, "Well we're enough make alone." Five more seasons would also be another great slice of life movie about Peter Dinklage, and it would be, be called "Will Enough Alone," and his name is Will. And Why are you so obsessed with Peter Dinklage? I think he's a nice, handsome guy. Okay. And he's the actor in my heart right now, which it's always changing out. Who's Name three movies. That Peter Dinklage has been in? Yeah. Game of Thrones season one. Not a Game movie. of Thrones season Not two. Not a movie. Game of Thrones season three. Not a movie. He's in one of the DC... We've lost Dana. She's mad at us now. <laughs> uh, he is in X-Men Days of Future Past. Why? He is yes. in Elf. And I believe he is also shown in The Wolverine, the second Wolverine movie. I have no further comments at this time. I know he was in a Slice of Life movie, but he was not a pizza man, and it was not called Slice of Life. I did check on FetLife, and... I thought you were going to say IMDb. I checked IMDb for a movie called Slice of Life. <laughs> no, I did check FetLife. That is the only group directly referencing Pizza Guy. Fair enough. Really? Mm-hmm. It seems like Pizza Guy would be a much more common reference. Also, I'm going to go ahead and just say this straight up. I would choose a Pizza Guy over a plumber a million times over. Yes. Wrap me in cheesy goodness and take me to a dark cemetery. Plumbers usually smell Jesus. like poop. Well, also plumbers are usually a little older and they they grab turds with their hands, but like not in a so do sex pizza act. guys. They just wash afterwards. Well, that's fair. Um, well, this has descended away from our actual topic. Do we want to discuss? Back on track. Do we want to discuss more people who are sexually attracted to the graveyard itself without a partner? Because that's kind of a whole different thing. That's the idea I, of being sexually attracted to a place. As I said, I couldn't find. Anyone that was actually like going to the graveyard just to jerk off. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it was used as like a meeting place uh, a lot of times for uh, uh, for gay people. Oh. Um, it was used as a you know place where they could meet without being witnessed. Because it's like the woods in a city, except mm-hmm. the woods are made of stones and crying angels. I don't know what that means, but... Take it what it is. Um, yeah, for the most part, like cemetery sex is common, but it's not because it's a cemetery. It's just because it's an abandoned public place. Yeah. But yeah, that's becoming less and less common with the age of cameras. I would totally put that on. I don't on think there them. are any co- cameras out of cemetery. Why would you put cameras? What about cemetery? Google Earth, brother? So you can catch That's not live. Stuff. You realize that Google Earth is not live. Right? Sunbathers have been caught naked sunbathing by Google Image but Earth and Google it's... Earth is not live. It takes a picture like once every yeah, year. Google Earth is not live, but CIA World Demon Eye is live twenty four seven. It would be cool if they put like one of those infrared cameras around a cemetery. Catch like 
ghosties. You could probably see like a I believe in ghosts. Steam. Let's have a discussion on ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe in That's psychic... a whole other fetish we're going to have to get into at some point. Oh, spectrophilia. The... Yeah, spectrophilia. I believe in psychic rifts between us and another dimension where something that has a different concept of time bleeds Tommy through. believes in much crazier things than ghosts. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Uh... uh Fucking in graveyards. Okay, uh, so there's a there are a few reasons why people do have a sexual attraction to graveyards. Uh, one is that it's a circle of life kind of thing. Life well, and death. I don't imagine a lot of folks going to graveyards to bang or like thinking that it's an honorable. Like, I'm talking about the people who literally go there to bang, where it's like I'm going to the graveyard for the explicit purpose of fucking myself. No, I, I know, and I don't think a lot of them are going there with the, with the guys that it's somehow like beautiful and returning the come to the dirt where bodies are. I I, I think I, it's I could see that. It's very Quite ritualistic. It's yeah. very spiritually involved. It's very... I'd see Wicca's doing that all the time. Yeah. Fair enough. Out your window when we live together. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, uh, because it is a taboo, if you make something <gasps> yeah. taboo, people are going to do it. Yeah. People are going to say they enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Just because they're like, well, you know, you told me I couldn't, so I'm going to fuck it. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, like you were referencing earlier, it might just be that they're going there because they do have a fetish for undead, like vampires. There are people sexually attracted to zombies. They exist. There's a a handful out there, I'm sure. I remember Uh, being a young teen and reading Twilight for the first time and thinking, maybe uh, a regular old guy isn't for me. Maybe I can find some hot supernatural being. 17 forever. Yeah. I just That's need so a hundred and something year old to come. Can I uh, can I bring us on a quick aside, real yes. quick? Can I can I get a quick off topic, and then yes. we'll get right back to yeah. this, real quick? That's okay. Okay. <coughs> Star Wars: oh. The Force Awakens is no. How does Edward Cullen know he's seventeen forever? I've never read a Twilight book, but he says he's seventeen forever. But like, how does he know he's not twenty-two forever or twenty-four forever? It has to deal with when he was bitten. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I wish I'd thought of uh, it. Vampires never, their hair never grows. Their pubes stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So if a, if a vampire is asleep and I shave his head, he's going to be like fucking pissed? No, he's going to wake up in the morning. His hair is going to be exactly the same it was. And let's not oh. forget yeah. that vampires, whenever they are turned into vampires, become more beautiful and alluring and glittery, like, beautiful. Even though, okay, this is all it, like post yeah. Nosferatu kind of vampirism. So the way that Anne Rice has written uh, and affected the concept of popular culture vampires. Yeah, not that I know anything about that. That uh, <laughs> vampires, you know, it's supposed to emphasize your sexuality, where you might not have been sexually attracted before, but you're a vampire now, and you've lost all your inhibitions. And that's all it takes to be sexy. The whole the whole thing is it's a metaphor for like becoming sexually active, and that like the air it gives you and the confidence it gives you, and then the idea that you've been like morally ruined by mm-hmm. society, sexually awakened, and like the whole idea of like blood is because you know the old stereotype that a woman bleeds the first time she fucks. Like, vampirism is all a giant metaphor for like beginning to fuck and like who you were before and who you are after. I mean, I think that's what society has put on it, and that's what it has become, not necessarily what, what it, it was. was. Well, and you can also make the argument that cemeteries make sense in this sense, because it's about, like, 
becoming a sexually active person from virginity is such an incredible fucking transition. Mm -hmm. might as well be a death to a rebirth. Well, and I see that kind of cycle whenever you think about people that are going to... Okay, so, like, cemeteries are usually, like, a closed-off space. You only go there whenever you're, you know... October 30th. Whenever you're trying to memorialize somebody. You only go there whenever you're burying somebody, whenever you're trying to... You know, on somebody's birthday like that's catch, passed away. Okay, something like that. Like but 40. usually that <laughs> usually that place is reserved for that kind of thing. So we kind of, I mean, especially in the kind of um, death, I don't want to say death negative kind of culture, but like. We don't we have don't, a good relationship with it. Yeah, we don't. We try to prolong it. We're we think we're going to live forever right. rather than like saying death is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it's not, we don't really see it as like a natural process. Like. People die and then their bodies are hauled off. We don't really know what happens to them. And then we put them in the ground. Like that's, that's kind of what happens now. And so there's been a movement to kind of normalize the way that death happens again and stuff like that. But I think that um, some people maybe would go there to try and reconnect death into the circle of life. Like I'm going to have sex out here because this is a part and this is something that's going to be a part of my life at some point whenever my life ends. This is where I'm going to be. And I and kind of reclaiming that. I yeah. can see that as kind of a thing I, I too. can see that too wrapping up with the idea of uh, sex gets wrapped up in trauma a lot of times, which is unfortunate, but it's also a way of overcoming trauma. So it's beautiful too. Mm-hmm. But I can see how someone would be sexually attracted to the graveyard as a way of overcoming a death that has really put a damper on, on their yeah. lives. Uh, but that still raises questions of whether or not that is moral. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of people that use sex essentially to hide from, their actual feelings so it's like i'm feeling upset right now sex makes me feel good but in the same way you could say that sex releases those emotions sorry dan I didn't it's mean a grieving process right yeah. sometimes sex is caught up in the grieving process funeral sex well yeah is a thing and there's also Having sex during a funeral oh gosh um no. i have i did find one account in my research of one um woman who had lost her significant other and actually found someone who was willing to um, channel them, I guess, in a very kind of not, not seancey kind of way, but basically like channel them. And she actually met and had sex with this other person on top of the grave of the loved one that she that had lost. That sounds exploitive. Now, was so, it, real quick, and I just have to ask from, uh-huh. from your interpretation of the article, was it literal or theatrical? Um, or was it attempting to be literal or theatrical? I guess that's the way of saying is he's saying, I'm going to channel mm-hmm. in quotes and then I will be in quotes your husband. Yeah. Or is he saying, I'm going to channel your husband and be your husband? Yeah, that's basically what it was. So he was being she, literal. she actually hired someone who was a close friend of theirs that was a spiritual guide of theirs that was apparently familiar with being able to connect to the spirit world, the spirit, you know, um, kind of realm realm dimension okay, yeah there um and was able to connect to this person and so therefore she was able to have sex with her significant other one more time because this person was kind of filling in as a I mean, use my body kind of to channel somebody else that's for what you. We'll, that's what happened with uh, uh whoopie and ghost okay there you go okay whatever that works. i'm of the theory that they did have sex in that movie. Mm-hmm. What was the dick? I mean, you don't you don't have to have a dick for sex. I'm saying yeah, he's that, got like, a ghost dick. Well, if Whoopi is is the is the, whatever strong emotion that's not allows place him to manipulate the real world. And it did show the two of them making out, even though it was cut. It 
It was Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Not Patrick Stewart. Patrick Swayze. Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. Very different it was Patrick. Patrick Swayze. But it was, he was dead, mm-hmm. and she was making out with him, mm-hmm. and he was dead, and the only person in the room was Whoopi that was possessed by him. Mm-hmm. So do you guys think that it would be immoral or illegal if uh, if you talked to the graveyard and said, like, hey, I've been having a lot of trouble with this death, and it would mean a lot if I could bang perform a, a bangification on top of this grave... Could I set up some kind of like a tarp or perhaps like a standing tent mm-hmm. so that way I'm with this grave, but it's not public exposure? I don't think it would be immoral or illegal if the graveyard was like, if you went to a graveyard and were like, hey, I want to pay you a hundred bucks so I can have sex on my dead husband's grave. Mm-hmm. But you'd have to send up barricades. I think that might be immoral. I mean, at the end of the day, we as a sex podcast advocate a lot of stuff that people scoff at. We advocate a lot of things that people would are claim immoral, but if you really discuss it, they're not. Mm-hmm. And the chief one among those is foot fetishism, which people and BDSM, which people treat like they're fucking nuts, but it's really nothing all that weird. At the end of the day, like going on a date or hanging out in a, in a graveyard is fine, but. This is exhibitionism. This is wrong because it could expose people who do not want to see sex to sex. Mm-hmm. And we don't advocate exhibitionism. We don't advocate the, the secondhand exposure to sex from unwanted peoples. So as, as much as there's a lot of reasons here, this is not something we can say is okay. Right. And I know that we're not getting into the FCI yet, but um, the other thing, the other account that I found was somebody actually having sex in a dug grave that was not occupied yet but yeah. it had been dug Does and Patty so now? i'm sorry <laughs> he made a classic nickelodeon reference oh I dug reckon... from oh, the television funny. series Doug known as oh, Doug. Yeah. okay all right all right right but it okay Douglas funny. so this was a grave that had been prepared for someone to be put in it and a couple was having sex in there whenever um people arrived and oh, then well, they had to wrong. sneak out. So, like, okay, like, what, okay, like, that's, that almost, I feel like that could verge on dangerous. I would be, if I was burying a loved one and I found a couple fornicating on their grave or in their pit, I'd be pretty fucking messed up. Mm-hmm. I would be offended. And I don't think that I'm wrong to say that I'm offended. We are very open minded sexually in this yeah. group. And, that would taint the memory of that burial for the rest of my life is that whenever I thought of them mm-hmm. is that this, this extremely important moment, it's like someone fucking at your graduation ceremony. Mm-hmm. I mean, some moments do have credence. You can't shit on everything as meaningless. A funeral is an extremely important moment. And what needs to be considered outside of this fetish is the people's graves who are being fucked on. But that is also one of the theories of why people are into this is because it is a disrespectful act. Mm -hmm. So what do we think of, I mean, obviously it goes without saying simulated, but how do you even simulate a graveyard or get permission Uh, or consent? uh, It happens to my neighbors every Halloween. They put on little gravestones in their front lawn. Just do that to your backyard instead. Some graveyards are on private property. Mm-hmm. If it was not like public space, you could get motion. And motivation. there are some that are abandoned. Um, that's that, true. You know, are kind of like they used to be a town, and they're not really a town anymore. And everyone has left, and these are like out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. And that's already a ghost town, so that's super fucking like squishy, wet, Gucci goo. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, ghost towns get my gun running. 
Let me tell you something. I love okay, ghost towns. You can so use that phrase, much. but I can't use foin. When I say gun, I mean heart. Okay. It's the grossest phrase. I love abandoned things. I want to go to Chernobyl. Chernobyl would be my Disney World. I love abandoned places. You can abandon a dog that grew up in Chernobyl now. I can. You can abandon. I'm adopt. sorry. Adopt. Okay. I meant adopt. Oh my gosh. They oh give gosh. me. They give me a Russian dog, and they say go to Chernobyl and release it. No, it's like a. I don't it know. will find you. It's, it's it's like an Airbud thing. I don't love you anymore. No, so is it is it more sorry. or less moral to to to. To fuck exhibitionism style in an abandoned graveyard versus one that's active? How old does a grave have to be for it to be morally okay? I also feel like there's... Okay, like, if you're going to be an exhibitionist and you really want to have the thrill of maybe somebody catching you in the act, I feel like a cemetery or a graveyard is going to be on the low end of that. Like, if you're at a theme low park. Low risk. Okay, yeah, low risk. Low risk, but high uh, high punishment. Yeah. Yes. Bang, banging in a theme park bathroom, very different. You go Fun back house. to the topic of exhibitionism, it's not just risk. It's also, like, the, the amount of sanctity. Because, like, if you're going to fuck, if you're going to break into a church and fuck there, yeah, you're probably not going to get caught. But you are doing something that's a lot more, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Wrong, I guess, from a moral sense, sacrilegious in a sense. The cemetery—that's not even sacrilegious. That's just disrespectful. I mean, in general, towards the community. If if you're in a non-religious community and you fucked in a graveyard, those those markers still have meanings to people, even if you don't believe in an afterlife. Even if you have no relationship with with spirituality whatsoever, and you genuinely think that, and I, I'm not disparaging these thoughts because this is genuinely very close to my own personal thoughts, but. Mm-hmm. If we're just here, we're just biology, we just die, we just rot, I would still say there's still deep significance to tombstones. I don't want people wiping their slight sobby bits on it. Mm-hmm. I'd be mad. That'd be placophilia, as we've already discussed. No, I'm, I'm thinking that like two people are fucking on it, and their bits are just kind of like touching. It's, it's not my grave, because I won't be able to care, but they if it was someone fling, I love... fling the condom and yeah. lands on your grave. So it's just then. a fucking condom on my loved one's grave, and I gotta like brush it off. And she she squirted, and so like there's just pee everywhere. I don't know. Part of me would be, I guess, more honored by a condom being left at my grave site than some flowers. See, here's the thing. So it's like, hey, at least somebody got some. You wouldn't mind, but you're yeah. dead, so you don't have any say. Yeah, yeah. But there are members of your family who would find that condom, and that would fucking disturb them to their core, mm-hmm. and that that would just fucking upset them for years, and That's rightfully true. so, I say. Um. That's why, at the end of the day, I think that this this is one of those fetishes that has to be simulated. That honestly, like, the real thing, you can understand it. You can be cute in a graveyard. You can go on a date in a graveyard. Mm-hmm. You can bring your lute and your flute and your uh, your your dog and do a photo shoot in a graveyard. Picnic? Pizza? There are, people are you who... trying to make that rhyme? Huh? Are you trying to make that rhyme? No. Oh. Uh, I think that there are people who get really offended by photo shoots in graveyards. There are people who get really offended by Pokemon Go in graveyards. And to that, I say, fuck off. It's just fucking dead people who gives a shit. Fucking's a little different. It's a little more extreme. Do we have pop culture references this week? Yes. I feel like this is one that's actually going to appear at a lot of shit. Um, as Tommy and I have seen, the movie Phantasm. God bless that movie. As fucking in a graveyard. It's about a ball that spikes come out of. And then there's a giant fly that goes in a garbage disposal. And there's this dude who looks like Orpheus from the Venture Brothers. And it turns out they're aliens. It's a... 
Dana, it's a good fucking movie. I think oh, there man. are two sex scenes in a graveyard. Or missed... a, there's one actual and one attempted. I guess I missed out on that B movie death match. I'm sorry. This is like our third It was a one. double feature. That's right. I have a recommendation no. for another one. That was when we watched, that was episode three or some shit. Yeah, That's crazy. Our second or third one. I found a 50 minute one that would be perfect for B movie death match uh, the other day. Buffy, sure she fucked. Definitely positive that Spike fucked mm-hmm. in a graveyard. Because he well, lived in a graveyard. Didn't they have, yeah, I was about to say, didn't they have that, like, he had, like, his own, like, bedroom kind of set up, yeah. and it was down in a tomb. Yeah. Which I would live in that. That a sounds crypt. great. Yeah. Uh, uh, Wedding Crashers doesn't have any scenes that have people having sex in a graveyard, but there is a character that is exploiting people's feelings during funeral a crashes. funeral, funeral. funeral. And he's picking people up. Because as we've discussed, uh, when you are very sad and moved by death, your brain releases a chemical called bonacil, and you need to bone. That's yep. what funeral sex is. And you need to... You need bonacil. You realize how short life is, and you want to get as much banging in there as possible. And it's a very primal emotion. I mean, it's it's way back into like the lizard brain of like, hey, you're going to die one day. Propagate the species. Mm-hmm. It's the whole uh, definition of life. I know there's a movie where someone fucks at the bottom of a grave. Am I just thinking of 8 billion B-movie horror movies that just can't get remembered? It makes me want to write a lot of awesome fan fiction. Or like... Fan fiction. Cheap erotic fantasy fiction. Well, because exhibitionism in general is great in storytelling, Mm -hmm. but it's just not practical for the real world. Right. I think that about wraps up. Unless anyone else... Unless... Oh, oh, shit. There's this little vendor over there who's wheeling her cart our way. And she's trying to <laughs> sell us her wares. <laughs> oh, yeah. this part. This it looks like part. it's Dana's product corner where she's going to hawk goodies to us. All right. Dana, if I decided that I'm into horror, if I'm into graveyards as a fetish, and I can't do it in an actual graveyard because that would be wrong, uh, where could I buy, how much does a fake tombstone cost? Depends. Okay. On like the 10 quality. Bucks, Halloween. I was going to say, some of them are made of, like, styrofoam, and they're, like, airbrush painted or whatever. November 2nd. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Does the television series Dexter have a sex scene in a graveyard? I would almost guarantee it. It's a terrible show. Is that HBO? Showtime. Well, I found, uh, back to to our topic at hand here, um, I found some interesting products. None of them were, like, specifically great for... Um, simulating sex in a cemetery. Is it t-shirts? Um, no. I found a graveyard. I know you're scraping the bottom of the barrel when you Cemeteries make me horny. Um, well, yeah. Oh, I did find a t-shirt and that was really funny, but I don't feel like it's quite appropriate If it's a t-shirt you showed me earlier, I thought it was hilarious. Please. I did think it was funny. Um, but I also found a graveyard dust spell book. Okay. That could be interesting. Um, and it says that, you know, some of these can be used while sex because sometimes that's a thing um i also found another book called not in kansas anymore dark arts sex spells money magic and other things your neighbors aren't telling you um which kind of seems is there a cemetery on the cover of the book Uh, it's a a magic book yeah i mean that's fun i'm sure i'm sure i would be shocked if the word graveyard does not appear Mm -hmm. in that but yeah i really you always need some graveyard dirt i kind of had well and there was a couple, I feel like I know that that's a thing. There's a thing that you can attach to an urn that also 
makes it a dildo. And there also is a dildo that you can Excuse put ashes me? in. Yeah, those safe. are your products. Yeah, those I just you're getting I fucked just now by the graveyard. You can there are <laughs> there are dildos that have an open cavity in the dildo where you can put somebody's ashes in and then close it can up. Can I put a fruit roll up? I mean, if it's just uh, yeah. a cavity, yeah. Put some I mean, weed sure. in there. Put some weed. Put Sprinkle some... that in your gelatin as you're making and your I, ovipositor eggs. I there guarantee go. there's like rebirth rate. A company you can send off someone's ashes to that'll be like. We'll make it into whatever silicon shapes you want. And you're like, there's only one silicon shape I want. Yeah. Make him into that. <laughs> this is me. Are you turning <laughs> me into a dildo? You know I don't want to be a dildo. <laughs> you're suction cupped above a mantle. <laughs> just like, why do you just have a dildo? That's not a dildo. That's my friend Tommy. And I expect you to respect him. God damn it. <laughs> um, I know for a fact those are things, but I would have to. Uh, I guess this boils down. I'm going to guess that a standard high quality dildo is forty bucks, but crafting one custom is going to cost thirty bucks, and then like the whole shipping and processing is ten. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's like one hundred and twenty dollars to get some ashes, and then the cost of um, burning someone alive, which is called uh, well, to, burning them dead. Ah, here we Cremation. go. Thanks, BuzzFeed. Yeah. Um. Uh, Dutch designer Mark Strickenboom created a glass dildo that can hold your cremated loved one's ashes. The uh, urn... Which is that is, a pepper shaker? <laughs> um, <laughs> it holds exactly 21 grams of ashes. I imagine the guy um, from Olive Garden walking up and just being like, how much do you need? Why 21? Early 20th century. Oh, okay. Early 20th century physician Dr. Duncan McDougall came up with the idea that the human body lost around 21 grams of weight, which represented the soul after a person died. Hasn't that been debunked? Yeah, I believe it has been. I don't know. Um, a dilled urn. <laughs> a dildo urn. Dilled urn. It adds the 21 grams back. Also comes with a kit that includes a ring holder, iPhone speakers, and a fragrance diffuser. Okay, I absolutely understand the ring holder. Um, the iPhone speakers, not so much. How are you going to listen to the ghost soundtrack if you don't have a speaker? <laughs> and these are his ashes. Oh. Ooh. No, there's, there's a, a ghost spot. soundtrack, not just spooky Halloween. There's a spot. Haunted <laughs> 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 house noises. <laughs> If you order, the, you order the ghost soundtrack from Universal Studios or whatever, and it's just fucking graveyard noises, like rattling chains. The end of the hour, Monster Mash plays. You gotta have Thriller in there somewhere. Oh, there's you got Vincent Price just coming in and speaking about spooky spiders. Is that a vagina Pringles can? It says, "I wonder if this particular designer has also considered the flesh urn, but like it's a, a fleshlight with." But it's a Pringles but can. But it's a Pringles can. Yeah, I know. Does that mean someone cremated their wife and put her at work? Or- <laughs> I don't know. It's just a picture. Really it's a picture for Pringles. example. Um, the only thing is, is that it says here, unfor- unfortunately, the dilled urn is not for sale. Oh, I thought you were going to say not for sex. It's not for well, sale. Well, the dilled urn makes sense to me. It's all the accoutrement around it that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. The iPhone speaker is very questionable to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, someone... I feel like maybe that okay. I, in my in my crazy brain, I want to tie that back to the fact that for a long time, before like whenever we first started experimenting with like uh, the telegraph and things like that, and telephones, people used to connect telephones to you know the bodies, the casket, yeah, um, in case they wanted to like ring a bell or something like that, or make phone calls out. 
um, of the casket, like if they were still alive and were accidentally buried too soon. People did that. They had a, a like a um, a string that they could pull, and it would ring a bell. Was it uh, Malcolm Maybe, Gladwell who actually had a fantastic piece on uh, when are you officially dead? Because it's been measured in different ways. Because it was measured at first by putting a mirror to your mouth, and mm-hmm. if they did not see breath, but then it changed to te- uh, to uh, to heartbeat. But then that was disproven, so it's been changed to brain death. Mm-hmm. Uh, whole that's a whole brain other discussion. Uh, we're gonna do an episode about people who uh, who fuck. Um, well, no, because that's a no no one. So fuck corpses. No, th- th- that one we're never doing an episode on. But uh, comatose people. But that's also a no no one. We did. S- we could do sleep. simulated comma. If you are uh, curious, fans at home, we don't like to do fetishes that are fives on the FDI. Because uh, we don't want to discuss things like necrophilia, bestiality, pedophilia, etc. Because uh, they're not sex positive. Mm-mm. I really just want to play Vincent Price like narrating sex activities now. Give us your best gig. It's your bit. I like, you did. Oh, okay. What? Well, I was going to say Which like he did at the beginning of the movie. Smash. Or the beginning of the show. Because um, he was using his... Voice. That's my uh what's the That's name the of the Monster Mash Man. What's his name? Billy Holiday? Uh sure. Billy Crystal. Uh let's move right into the FDI. If this is your first episode, which it very well might be, thanks for coming in. We love to have new listeners. Send us a message. Say hi. Anyways, moving right along into the FDI, which is the Fetish Danger Index. The Fetish Danger Index is a scale of how much awareness and research and aftercare goes into your fetish. The good example of like a one is like a foot fetish. It's really not a very big deal. Just because a fetish is a one on the FDI doesn't mean it's entirely safe. Any fetish can be dangerous to someone if you don't have good self-responsibility, don't take care of your partner. This is just a general outline. Mm -hmm. With that, what do we think that uh, a Placchio, Graveyardio, Ophelio, Hellraiserio, Clytosophilia gets... I would give this a two. A two? Yes. What about the exhibitionism part of it? There's... Who's going to watch you? A dead body? So you really think that it's it's fine, even though the risk of getting caught? Like, in the sense of getting caught, you still think it's a two? Uh, yeah. Okay. This is, a, this is actually one of the widest divides we have. Okay, Dana, what yeah, do you think? I don't, I don't think that's... That big of a deal. And it's potentially not even a real kink. It's a theoretical one, yeah. Ah, okay. That's what uh, uh, our favorite Dr. Mark Griffith says, that uh, this is potentially a theoretical kink, and that there's been no, like, documented cases of someone saying that this is their kink. Uh, There's been, like, one or two people that have said that they, you know, Mm-hmm. come harder in a cemetery mm-hmm. essentially uh i'd want to come really quick so i could just get the heck out of there because i'd be creeped out spooky <laughs> any one right, of let's those get this over with like <laughs> i don't know dana what do you say is your score uh i rating? would say it's got to be really really close to a four um and that's only because the grieving sad people that are coming there to visit their loved ones or whatever to honor somebody who's dead might look over and be offended by what they see happening on a nearby cemetery. Just go at night. No one should be there anyway. I say... Yeah, well, but... Yeah. Daytime, nighttime, it's the right time. I think I say collectively for the group that... Afternoon delight? 
simulated this is a one. But yeah. I don't think that, you know, I think that some prudish people would say sex and, and, and death. You can't mix those two things. Yeah, you, you can mix them. If this is simulated and you build like a creepy graveyard in your basement, that's fine. But that's it, hot. Yeah. I encourage that, that. That's a one and like graveyard. <laughs> Enjoy the fantasy. Yeah, pretend graveyard shit. That's all fine. Mm-hmm. There's no one's going to shake a fist at that. That's a one. Just make sure that you're being a responsible human being other ways in your sexuality. I actually am going to go ahead and give this a straight up four for uh, fucking in a graveyard, in an actual graveyard. Because at the end of the day, uh, as much as people think that sexuality is like a disruption of all things sacred, things some things are sacred. Graveyards are sacred. If you were fucking on someone's grave and they happen upon your grave that night or it gets defiled in some way, mm-hmm. that's a deeply offensive thing to any person of any faith uh, or of, of non-faith. Mm-hmm. And I would say at the end of the day, any kind of sexual act could be harmful to someone who did not give consent to that happening to them. And as we say, the, the, the top offenses towards the fours and the fives are consent issues. Like animals can't give consent. Kids can't give consent. Uh, obviously victims can't give consent. Right. And, this has the potential as much as it's a low risk and it's, it's so low risk. That's why I'm willing to give it a four and not a five Yeah, is the idea that this could end with someone getting hurt in a very deep way. Um, and if it's the sense of someone fucking on their own grave, like a grave that's close to them, like they don't just go fuck in a graveyard. They fuck on their old wife or their old mm-hmm. husband's or their mom or dad's grave. Even in that sense, it could still hurt someone who's a bystander of that grave. Unless it's private property, mm-hmm. in which case I would probably give this a two because it's dark and you could get a concussion. <laughs> right. I would you say could that trip over something and then. Wandering through a graveyard at night is I a two on its own because you could fall trip into, into an open grave. Uh-huh. I believe most graveyards are private property. Really? I thought uh, there's there would a lot be... of public cemeteries. You still have to pay to be buried there. Sure. Well, then it's trespassing. Which is even worse than fucking on public property. But I agree with you with the four because it kind of, it, it becomes a defilement kind of issue. And I can see that as being a thing. But if you're just attracted to graveyards and you're just like looking at them and you're not jacking off anywhere, you know, you can go in a graveyard and you'd be silently aroused by it and take those thoughts home with you. Just don't jack off at a graveyard because it's, or, you know. Unless you like have a giant tomb, you can go in. I'd advocate for like seduction or like romance, it kind of like dark romance or something in in a graveyard. But then make it to the car. Let me tell you about my romance. Yeah, I want to soak your blood. Let me tell you about my dream date. I'm just real quick. This is my dream date. It's it's like uh, it's like eleven on a three day weekend in November, which doesn't exist. But you, you know, school's canceled on Monday. Whatever. And I pick up a babe, and she's wearing the same flannel as I am. And we laugh at wearing the same flannel, and I pick her up in my Jeep, which has no, no roof, no doors. And we drive to the graveyard, and we play some football. With, we throw around the pigskin. Along we, the way, she's told you how much she hates Star Wars Last Jedi. Thank you. And uh, we eat some chicken wings in the graveyard, and it's just like, it's 65 degrees outside. And then, at the end of that date... She looks right at me, and she says that um, she wants to go watch a shitty horror movie from 1972 that I've never heard of. Thank you for your time <laughs> of listening to me talk about my dream date. And then on the way home, she tells you how much she hates season five of Rest of Development. 
And then you kick her out of the car. I don't hate season mm-hmm. five of Rust Development as much as I hate season 11 of The X-Files, for what that's worth. Okay. Oh, that, that means season 11 of The X-Files is atrocious. I'd also I feel remiss if I did not talk about how the opening credits of Simpsons Halloween specials were made graveyards feel like a very special place to me. I'm sure there's fucking a graveyard in an X-Files episode. Sure is. I'm not going to... I remember the X-Files pretty well. I don't remember that happening. There's like 300 episodes. Coming. I have them memorized. All of, Even season 11? Mulder. Yeah, I do. I'm just grateful for all that Buffy did for Cemetery Sex. That show loves cemeteries more than Ed Wood. Yeah. I think that's going to wrap up today. Let's get into our bonus shit. As always, hey, please write us letters. We just did a... Uh, a a bonus episode with uh, bonus episode. We just did a special guest episode. Yeah, with... we had an episode featuring uh, Max from the uh, Trisexual, Trisexuals. Which their show is awesome, and I think it probably brought us a few extra listeners. So hi and welcome. Uh, yeah, as always, if you want to support the show, uh, make sure to uh, give us a review and tell someone about us. Tell a friend and write us. We love hearing from fans. Hmm. And guess what we have next week, guys? Definitely tell a friend. Oh, and real quick, before you say what we have next week, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at KingCastPodcast. And if you want to send us an email, we are KingCastPodcast at gmail.com. Or follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account? Uh-huh. KingCastPodcast. Alex Facebook. Jones has been kicked off of Facebook, and KingCast is allowed to have a Facebook. Mm-hmm. Is my Alex Jones really good, or is it just me? Just you. Oh, <laughs> uh, next week we're doing arachnophilia. Close. Sonic doing, the Hedgehog Part Two. We're doing formicophilia, which is a bug fetish. Oh, and spider close. fetish. Oh, I was actually really close for a guess. That's weird. Um, well, arachnids and uh, bugs. B- these bugs people are like insects be- are not even very closely related to me. These people like to put their dicks inside jars full of crickets. Well, and, and now, they're ruining America. And now I immediately start thinking of so the it's guy from. The guy from Silence of the Lambs with the moths. Wait. Was it wasn't it? a sexually attracted to moths. But moths were in it, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe I'm making that connection. No, so Clarice had her friends who were basically the predecessors to the lone gunman from the X-Files. Mm-hmm. Lone gunmen were a total fucking ripoff of those dudes. <sighs> they, they, fight me on it. Um, <laughs> face me! There's um, like two dudes that she even hangs out And they're with. insect dudes. Barely anything. They're in like less than one scene. And Chris Carter saw that scene and said, "Thank you. I'll take that." Chris Carter it. watched that movie and said, "I've got an idea for a character. It's not an FBI agent that has red hair. That's an intelligent doctor." He saw. Oh, Dana wants us to stop because we're trying to talk about movies we're and she's about bored Dana out of her Scully. goddamn mind. Uh, another Dana. What we need is all the Danas on Dana. Dana has laid down on the bed. She is absolutely done because of the conversation. She's done everything that was asked of her, and we started talking about Star Wars. But she doesn't have the control to stop the record.